Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. Hi, and welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast today. Today, I have a very special guest. It is my son, Kenny Duford. And I wanted to introduce him a little bit to you. He is our youngest son and he loves golf. A little fact about him is when he was a freshman in high school, he won the state golf championship as a team. Also, he became a loan officer in 2016. And I'm going to let him tell a little bit more of what happened after that. So Kenny, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I became a loan officer in 2016. Uh, I was doing that in Arizona for a little bit. And then I met my wife, whose dream was to become a dentist. So she applied to dental school. And thankfully, I can be a loan officer essentially anywhere because she got accepted to the University of Michigan. And instead of really transitioning from a loan officer in Arizona to a loan officer in Michigan, where it would have been difficult to continue to maintain business, I decided to become a loan partner. And I started working with the Dolan Mortgage Group when I moved to Michigan with my wife in 2019. So I've uh, been the mortgage expert for the Dolan team since then, and uh, it's been going really, really well. Great. Okay. In September of 21, he started to be a trainer with our company too. So we're really excited about that. So Kenny, what do you love about being a loan partner who actually converts the clients when you're working with the Dolan Mortgage Group? 
before I got into the business, I thought that I would love going out and building relationships with people to bring in business. I really thought that that's what I would like. I quickly found out that that was my least favorite part of it and that I really, really liked interfacing with clients and helping them get pre-approved and structuring their loans and helping them through the process, which is exactly what I get to do every single day as a loan partner. Whereas when I was a loan officer, I had to do that as well, but I also had to focus on marketing. If I didn't focus on the marketing, business wouldn't come in. So I really love being a loan partner and kind of why I wanted to be a loan partner was because I could focus on what I loved doing and what I was good at and not have to do the things that I did not enjoy doing and wasn't as good as I thought I would be. And so being a mortgage expert for the Dolan Mortgage Group, Paul is great at bringing in business. He has a lot of great relationships with real estate partners, with insurance agents, with title agents, with all of his past clients to where he has a healthy flow of business coming in. So I get to do what I love every day by talking to people, helping them get pre-approved, structuring their loans, being creative to figure out different financing solutions for them. And that's really what I get to focus on. So I, I love being able to focus on what I do best and what I enjoy the most. Yeah, because there's the person who goes out and gets the business and then there's the person who handles the business, right? And you like that part better. So a lot of loan officers actually do both. They have to focus on marketing and then they have to pre-approve their clients. So they have the loan officer roller coaster where they do a great job marketing, they get all of the business in, but then they have to spend all of their time pre-approving the clients and figuring things out and walking them through the process. So what happens? They, they start to spend all their time doing that. And they stop doing the marketing activities, which leads to a lull in business. And it's just a roller coaster that goes on and on and on. So it's great being able to split up those roles, have someone that can pre-approve the people for you so that you don't actually have to talk to the clients and spend all the time doing that. And you can just focus on marketing if you're a loan officer. So obviously some loan officers don't have the luxury of being able to do that yet, but ultimately that should be the goal. Yes, definitely. So having the right mindset and setting goals and reaching goals and living life to the fullest I think we need to be really intentional about what we say to ourselves for that. So what's the one thing that you do to be super intentional about having a strong mindset? You always talk about self-talk, right? That, that's like your thing. You're known for self-talk and you have instilled that in me since the time that I was pretty young, right? So positive self-talk, watching what I'm saying to myself. This industry can be very frustrating and it can be very tiring at times. Anybody who's originated loans or dealt with clients will tell you that. So it's really important to have a healthy dose of self-talk daily to be able to keep the spirits up, keep us in the zone and, and keep us focused on the most important things. So for me, I have a list of self-talk that I've written out and it all comes from things that I, you know, say negative and I just turn those into a positive. So for example, I don't enjoy making a certain type of calls, right? I, I turn that around and say, I'm great at making these calls. I love making these calls. And I literally tell myself that over and over. And I think that's important for anybody on a loan team, because without that, I wouldn't be able to function at my best. Yeah. And I'm glad that you do that self-talk intentionally every day. It makes a big difference. Absolutely. So let's talk about why it's important to have a support team trained. Like, How does it help the loan officer and the whole team to have a trained support staff? Yeah. So if you think about it, right, I was talking about how a lot of loan officers have to do both, right? And they have to market, which is a completely different side of things. And then they actually have to structure the loans, originate the loans, and then babysit the loans throughout the entire process. That's a lot for one person to be able to do. But at the same time, loan officers who have built a business, who have got trusted real estate partners and trusted clients that they have, they built that business and those realtors are used to the loan officer doing things. So if you hire the wrong people, or if you have a staff that doesn't 
perform well and doesn't, you know, structure loans like you do or or work the way that you want to work or communicate well with the partners, the business is going to slowly start to deteriorate. The, the realtors are going to get tired of the loan officer's team being involved. They're going to get frustrated because the standard of service isn't up to where it needs to be or what these realtors grew to what they came to expect from you as a loan officer. And so it'll start to deteriorate little by little. And if you chat with any, if, if you're a loan officer and you chat with any real estate agent over coffee, if they're meeting with you, it's because they don't like something about their lender. 80% of the time when I was a loan officer, I found it was because the loan officer started growing and they became too big and the realtor didn't like it. They wanted the loan officer to be involved and they didn't like the fact that the team was growing, which obviously we want to grow and we want to build a team. But if you do it the right way with a trained team that says the right things and that uses the right dialogues and scripts, the team can grow without the realtor relationships de de deteriorating. And it's really, really important to be intentional about training the team the right way to be able to handle that growth. So you don't have the growth, you get the team in place, and then the realtor stops sending you business. And then you're left with a bunch of people that you hired and you don't have the loans to be able to support it anymore. Yes, that is so true. As you've been training people in the training courses, what are some of the big takeaways that you've noticed that you've seen the loan off assistance? and the support staff get from the training classes? Like how has it helped them? I think it's helped them get confidence a lot. We have a couple different training classes which I'm sure we'll get into on the podcast, right? There's the converting side of things, which is what I do every day. But then there's the loan partners and the processors, the people who are really just kind of like doing the day-to-day the -day stuff on the loans. And so the classes really help them get confidence both ways, either in converting the clients and selling or in just handling the actual process. And one of the big takeaways that we've seen and one of the most important parts that we teach in the class is that doctor, the Dr. Butler script, which I'm sure we've talked about on the podcast before. It's the script and dialogue that always keeps the loan officer at the forefront of the conversation. And it's used every single time with clients. It's used every single time with real estate partners. And because the loan officer is at the forefront of every conversation, it's, hey, Paul wanted me to reach out to you and give you an update on your loan versus, hey, I wanted to give you an update on your loan. It keeps the loan officer involved even when they're not. And that's what stops the relationships from deteriorating. So one of the biggest takeaways I've seen is the team being able to actually communicate with the clients and with the realtor partners during the process in a way that keeps the loan officer involved even when they're not. So when you became a loan partner, how did Paul help you get acclimated to being a loan partner? Like how, what did you do with him? Uh, did he give you any kind of training or anything like that? A lot of it was just shadowing, right? At that time, he was converting all of the people himself. Everyone that came in the door, he was having to chat with. He was the one that was pre-qualifying everybody. And uh, he was falling behind on it because he was focusing a lot on marketing. And there were too many people coming in the door for him to handle on his own. So he would have me on the phone with him and I would listen in. I was just like a silent listener. It was like a three-way call. He would chat with the clients and I would just listen. And it wasn't that I didn't know how to sell loans or structure loans or do mortgages. I was already proficient in doing that. Uh, of course, I've improved under his mentorship and everything like that. But I wanted to learn how he talked to clients and how he presented things and how he structured loans. Because the thing is, is it's his business, it's his relationships. And I need to be able to kind of work the way he works. And by listening to him over and over and over again, for it went on for a couple months. I actually spent quite a bit of time doing that. I was able to learn the way that he sold and do that. So because I was able to learn the way that he sold, it was much more seamless when it transitioned to him stepping out of the loans and I stepped in. Yes. Just 
for loan officers listening today, I think that's a really good thing to do is to have them shadow you like that and make sure that they're getting how you say things so that, like you said, it's seamless. It's an easier transition that way. If you're hiring a loan partner who is working from like contract to close, yeah, they might not shadow you all the time, right? That may be a more like, you know, you have them shadow another loan partner or you kind of work with them a little bit and let them do their thing. If you're hiring somebody like me who pre-qualifies and structures loans all day long, a mortgage expert or an upfront loan partner, whatever you want to call it, you're going to need to spend a little more time with them. You can't just expect them to come in, immediately do it on their own, and you never have to be involved. With this particular role that we're talking about, it's probably going to need to be a little bit slower of a transition. You're already pre-qualifying people anyway. You're already structuring them anyway. Have your person listen in for a little bit. Uh, and if you do that, you'll find that it's just a much easier trans- a much easier transition. A mistake that we've seen people make is try to just throw someone in too early and come to find out that you know your loan partner that you hired doesn't structure loans the way you want them to or doesn't sell the way you want them to, and it can damage relationships. So by spending a little bit more time up front with the person who is going to be taking over that part of the loan process, I think is really important. I think so too. So let's talk about our classes, what we uh, train people on in loan team training. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of the podcast is Loan Officer Team Training, but the name of our company is Loan Team Training. And the website is loanteamtraining.com. So we have three classes. We started out with one and then we got to two and now we have three. So I'm going to talk a little bit and I'll have, and Kenny, you talk about it as well, a little bit about the WOW training. So the WOW training was originally designed to teach loan partners, loan assistants, how to talk to people, how to communicate with people, how to set up systems and processes. We cover self-talk, which is really important. And that has been like a big takeaway, hasn't it? For Probably the number one takeaway from the entire class and all of the feedback that we've gotten has been the biggest takeaway has been self-talk and how it can implement, how it can affect their day-to-day job, but also their just their lives in general. I mean, it's, it's an awesome thing that can really change and transform their life. But I think people have heard about it, but then to actually be taught how to apply it is really, really important. Yes. And it really helps them in all aspects. And, and they, they talk about that a lot. The other thing is setting up systems, processes, how important it is to have uh, communication done a certain way, talking to people, connecting with people is a big part of it. Yeah, well, the, yeah, it's like you said, systems, right? We teach people to do things the same way every time by having a repeatable process that you follow a checklist and do every single time, nothing falls through the cracks. How many things are there to do in the loan process? I mean, like there are so many things, tiny, tiny, tiny details that could be forgotten or missed. And those tiny details can completely derail a loan and kill a loan. It's like a, it's like a micro, if anyone knows anything about microchips, if a a tiny, tiny, tiny grain of sand gets in a microchip, it ruins the whole thing. And the littlest detail on a loan can completely kill it. And if a loan gets killed, your realtor relationship or the client relationship is in damage of, of being killed as well, right? And that's something that we don't want to have happen. So having a repeatable process and doing things the same way every time using checklists is one of the most important things that we talk about in the class. Yes. And we also talk about how to communicate with people, what to say, what not to say. It's amazing how many people have never taken a class that teaches them how to communicate with people. Right. We also teach them how to make phone calls on behalf of the loan officer, like the the Tuesday update calls, the just ask calls, 
and how to ask for referrals and how to ask for referrals without feeling like a salesperson. That That's a big takeaway, don't you think? Right. Everybody that's in that class, they don't want to be salespeople, right? Or else they'd be loan officers or upfront mortgage people like me, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to do that. They don't want to be pushy. They don't want to feel like they're selling to people. So you can ask for referrals without feeling that way. It's very, very casual. It's a very, very simple ask, but people aren't taught that, right? They yes. just are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to ask for business because I don't want to seem like I'm being too pushy. I don't, I don't want to do this. And they just get scared. But mm-hmm. if they're taught the right way to do it, it's so simple and it's so easy. And if your entire loan team is asking for referrals during the process, you're going to grow your business exponentially. Yes. It's a big deal. So asking for loans throughout the loan process without feeling salesy is a big deal. We have a whole way of teaching that so that they're not feeling like salespeople. And then we teach them the Wednesday past client calls, how to do that, how to call past clients and ask for referrals, how to do pre-approved and looking calls to people who are pre-approved and looking, and also asking for referrals. Let's talk a little bit about how we do that in the class with uh, Zoom rooms. It's important to not only teach them, right, but give them time to practice as well. And obviously, if if they're on a big Zoom meeting, it can be kind of hard. But Zoom has a breakout room feature where we put them like we just pair them off one and one in a Zoom, Zoom breakout room. And they're able to actually practice and role play the scripts and dialogues that we're teaching them. So not only do they hear it, right? It's easy to go one in, go in one ear and out the other, but when they're actually getting to practice it right then and there, and we have time set apart from the class to do that, it's super important. And it helps them kind of get a little bit more familiar with the scripts and the dialogues. And by practicing it, they're going to see, hey, this actually isn't that hard to do. This is pretty simple. And they're going to be able to adapt easier. Yeah. I think it's a, a really big takeaway in that class that, They are learning how to ask for business and we're teaching them. So they're hearing it from a third party instead of the loan officer. It's kind of like, you know, when you have kids, you can tell them something, but when then their friends tell them that, or a a teacher tells them that it's completely different than if you're telling them that. I know that's not probably the best analogy, but, but it works. Good analogy. Yeah. You could tell them all day long and hopefully they would listen to you. But when it comes from another trusted source, that's, it helps a lot. Yeah. Kind of and loan officers training. don't, they don't have time to be training. Most loan officers don't have time or they don't like to train. They don't want to train and they just right. want somebody else to do the training for them. As, as a loan officer, why would you have time to train? Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be taking the time to, to train, you know, unless it's like you said that you're already doing it and you're trying to onboard a new person who's going to take over the selling part of the of the deal. I think that's important to train on, but you shouldn't be doing ops training with people. You should be marketing. You should be growing your business. If you're not yes. growing your business, how in the world are you going to sustain these people that you're hiring? It's never yes. going to happen. You're just going to be on that roller coaster forever. So you shouldn't have time to train as a loan officer. And that's where we come in. We're able to do it for you. We're able to train your team in a way that's going to teach them repeatable systems. That's going to be able to help give them the confidence they need to be able to, to perform to the standard that you've already set in your business. Yeah. And to be a great support to you as a loan officer. That's the thing is being a great support. It makes you feel good to know that you're supporting your loan officer that way, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, there's a lot of pride and satisfaction in my job to to know that I'm a valuable asset to Paul's team. Yes. And so the second class, let's talk about this because this is pretty much your, your idea of the client conversion training. So let's talk about that training. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So the client conversion training is exactly what it sounds like. We teach 
people who are selling the loans. It can be loan officers. It can be a, a new loan officer, someone who wants to brush up on their skills. It's obviously it's targeted towards loan partners like myself, right? But we teach them how to convert more clients. And we go very, very deep in the details of, of how to do that, right? Obviously there's there's scripts and dialogues that we teach people and cool strategies and things that we could talk about, but we even go a little bit further. I mean, we talk about how honesty and integrity and transparency are an important part of conversion. Confidence, we go into self-talk and selling. We give them all the tools and dialogues and scripts that they would need to basically encounter every single situation. We focus a lot of time on rate shoppers, overcoming that because honestly, that's one of the biggest hurdles that we face in in converting more clients. Of course, there's going to be, you know, 50% of the people are going to that come to you are going to want to work with you just because, but there's a big portion of people that are shoppers. And if you're a loan team that's just like, eh, you know, we're not going to win very many rate shoppers because our rates aren't the best. You're losing a lot of business that you could actually convert if you're if you knew how to do it and if your people knew how to convert those people. So we spend a lot of time focusing on, on overcoming objections to rate. We focus a lot of time on being able to build rapport quickly because if you're converting somebody up front, you may get one, two, or three conversations up front before they decide if they're going to work with you or not. You need to be able to build rapport in a very, very quick, quick manner in those first couple conversations. And you can do that by asking the right questions. We talk about mirroring. We talk about listening. We, we go really deep into detail on all those aspects. And then on top of all that, because you could be honest, you could be transparent, you could have all the confidence in the world, you could have all the skills in the world, you could be a great listener, you could be asking the right questions. But if you don't actually bring any sort of value, and if you can't put together a good mortgage strategy for them... Why would they use you versus somebody else? So we talk about mortgage strategies, specific proven strategies that have worked for hundreds of loan officers. Some of the best loan officers in the country are using them to great success. And we teach how we can actually add value and differentiate ourselves from every other loan team. So we go pretty deep. It's not just a simple, hey, here's cool no. scripts and here's cool strategies. It's a four-day class and we go deep into how to convert better. Most people that hire somebody like me We'll just want to hire them and let them go do their thing. But the fact is, they're probably, even if they're good, they can be a lot more polished. Mm -hmm. And that's what the class is for. It's for yes. new people who want to learn how to do it. It's for people who are already good at it, but want to polish their skills a little bit and, and improve even more. We've had loan officers in the class that have been selling for 20 plus years come to the class and gain something from it. So yes. it really kind of appeals to everybody that's going to be doing any sort of selling or converting in the loan process. Yeah. So both of those classes are virtual classes. There are four days of two and a half hours each on a Zoom meeting. Everybody's on video. Everybody's on audio. It's a complete sharing time, right? Yeah, it's interactive. It's not interactive. A it's not a keynote speech. You're not going to get a pre-recorded training that we're going to send to you. It's literally a live class where everybody's sharing, everybody's participating, right. and uh, it's it's great to be able to learn from each other that way. And you know, the thing is that loan partners and assistants and different people, they don't always have the opportunity to do those types of things with anybody outside their company. No. So it's a really good sharing time. And a lot of good ideas have been shared during that time as well. Absolutely. So those are the two live classes. The third class that we just created this year is called Loan Assistant Mortgage Training Bootcamp. And so why don't you talk about that one, Kenny? 
Yeah, that one's basically mortgage 101. It's it's a self-paced class, so it's different from our live classes because this one is literally an online course that's self-paced. And essentially, it is what it sounds like. It's a mortgage training boot camp. Somebody who knows nothing about mortgages or who knows just a little bit but needs to be able to get a little bit more proficient with mortgages can take this class and come out of it ready to work on your team. There are a lot of people out there that are that have top tier talent. They have all of the all of the right tools to be a, an effective member of your team, except for knowledge of the loan process and the loan business. So this will help bridge that gap. There's a lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, this guy is such an amazing personality. He's a go getter. He'd be so great on my team, but I don't have time to teach someone the mortgage process, and I don't want to hire newbies because it takes so much time to teach them. Now, this mm-hmm. is a self-paced class that they're going to have access to uh, for a while. So they can really, really learn and get the basics down so that they can be like an instant impact on your team. This isn't something where they take it and then they'll still need months and months and months of handholding. Like they'll come out of this class, be able to make, being able to make an impact. Yes, absolutely. So, so those are the three classes that we have. If you go to loanteamtraining.com, all three classes are on there. We're doing a special through the end of the of the year called We Got Your Back because we know times are hard in the mortgage business right now. And so there's a special pricing on there and we'll put it in the show notes. So just to change gears a little bit here, Kenny, I want to ask you a couple of questions. What, and this is totally off script because we don't have a script, <laughs> but how is it working with your family? Like uh, we've worked in the mortgage business together and then we worked in the training company together. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest to people that want to work with their their family, their relatives, their like their kids or their parents or whatever? What would you suggest is a good way to do that? Like what what has been your experience? I think that I don't know, we've always had such a good relationship growing up and we've always been able to communicate and be honest with each other, and I think that that's the most important thing. If you can't communicate without your feelings getting hurt and you if you just can't be open and honest 100% about it, it's it's not going to go well with family. The thing is you and I can be honest with with each other. I yeah. can call you out. And yeah, sometimes I may be a little bit too blunt and, and you may not like that. And I can be a little nicer. But the thing is, you'll tell me if I'm doing that, right? We're yeah. both open and honest. I can express how I feel. I can call you out. You can call me out. And it's okay because yep. we're family, we love each other and it's, it's business, right? We want the best for each other. And so that if you're going to work with family, you have to be able to communicate openly and honestly and bluntly, really. Right. Yeah. You, you can't sugarcoat things. You can't beat around the bush. Um, you just have to be open and honest with each other. If yeah, I'm too blunt, you're going to tell me I'm being too blunt. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to be doing. If I'm not being detailed enough, you're going to call me out on it and say, hey, you need to pay more attention to these things. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I like that you shared that. Yeah. And we, we've never had any problems, right? Like we've, no. we've had meetings where, yeah, like you called me out. I've called you out and neither of us like to hear it. And then as soon as the call's over, we're back to being, you know, family and yeah. nothing was weird. There was no lingering resentment or anything like that. Yeah. So that's the important thing is if you're going to work with family, you have to be honest. You have to be willing to leave it at work when you need to, right? Leave it at work. Yeah. If work, work is work, because it's really easy to get mixed up. And we do, I mean, we talk about work as well, yeah, but, but it's okay. So right. yeah. just a little tip for anyone that wants to work with family. If you can't do it without your feelings getting hurt, don't work with family. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time you can, if you just do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to, it's all about setting expectations up front. 
and really kind of just establishing that precedence of, hey, we're going to be open and we're going to communicate how we feel and we're not going to hold things back because you're my mom or I'm your son. We're not worried about hurting each other's feelings. Yeah. And, you know, I've worked with my I've worked with all my kids, as you know, we've worked with the whole family has worked at different times. You're way younger than the other one. So you didn't work at the same time that they all worked. But you worked with Michael, our son, Mike, uh, who is an originator in Arizona and has his own origination. And he and I worked together as well. And I learned a lot of things from him. Just, you know, even though I was the loan officer and he was working with me, I still, he taught me a lot of things, just like you've taught me a lot of things. So we have to be open to learn from each other. There's not one person that is, doesn't have things to learn. Right. Right. So even if, even though I've been in the business forever, that I still have things to learn. We all do. Mm -hmm. So we just teach each other that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And success usually happens in like small steps. So it doesn't happen all at once. It happens a little bit at a time. So one of the, what are some of the steps, Kenny, that have brought you success in your life? Not just in work, but in anything. Well, um, you've always been really good at exposing me to good stuff, good, positive, uplifting stuff. Seminars. We're to work on mastermind seminars with Brian Buffini, great podcasts, books like How to Win Friends and Influence People. A lot of the personal growth and self-improvement stuff I've been exposed to from a really, really young age. And for me, those are the things that made the biggest difference in, in me getting to where I am today. Before I read How to Win Friends and Influence People, I was not nearly as good with people. I, I, I was fairly quiet. I, I had good relationships with a few close friends, you know, and I, and I wasn't weird or anything like that. I, I had good <laughs> relationships, but that book literally changed my life. And I would not have read that book if I was not exposed to it by you uh, and by some of the seminars that we went to. So for me, it was just filling my life with, with positive, good personal growth stuff. And there's a lot of personal growth stuff out there. And to be honest, a lot of it is fluff and a lot of it's really not that applicable or great, but there are books that have withstood the test of time. We're talking seven habits of highly effective people, how to win friends and influence people, those books, right? There's obviously more, but those are ones that really, really change my life the most because they've withstood the test of time. They're proven to be the best of the best. And and really, like I said, that stuff just changed my life. It changed the way I interacted with people. Now I'm confident that I could get any single person on this earth to like me. And because how, how can book. I do? Yeah. That could, yeah. How can I do that? Right. How am I, how can I guarantee that someone likes me? I'll just ask them questions about themselves. Mm-hmm. All you have to do, right. Spoiler. Yeah. The book obviously <laughs> goes into a lot more than that, but having that confidence is, is pretty key to life. I can go into a social situation and I'm, I can be confident that I can chat with anybody and it can be a good, pleasant conversation. And not only can I get them to like me, it's not a manipulation thing, but I can actually go and enjoy talking to them because yes. I find joy in asking people about their lives and building those connections with people. So for me, I guess the most thing that I would attribute most to success and and getting to where I am today is reading stuff like that and really learning to implement it. Yeah. You know, I've been amazed at how you've stepped into the training when you expressed an interest in being part of the training company. I knew you'd be great at it, but I have been super impressed at as at you as a teacher, like as a trainer and how you just present yourself and how you're able to teach people. And it has really made a, a huge difference in our training that we have three people. We have you, we have me, and we have your dad, Kevin, my husband, and who was a teacher for 20 years. And he, we all give our own little take on things, right? We all have a different aspect and tell different stories and things like that. We try to make it interesting, but, but I think that's great. So what habit or routine do you have that you do today 
that has made a difference for you? Well, it's something that I, 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 I wish I could call it a habit. It's something that I've done often that I need to start doing again because every now and then it gets lulled a little bit. But um, it's when I'm driving or when I'm getting ready, listening to, to personal growth stuff. It could be audiobooks, It could be podcasts. But doing that instead of listening to music or instead of you know watching a YouTube video or, or watching like a video game stream or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's just replacing those things with good stuff. Uh, when I've done that in my life is when I've been the most on the ball and successful. And, you know, every now and then I get into a lull of like, I haven't heard this song in a while and I want to listen to music and I get in the habit of listening to music in the morning. Um, so I just have to catch myself and, and start to fill it with the good stuff again. But that's a really, really important habit filling each day with positive, good stuff. It's, it's a game changer. Yeah, it really is. And in today's market, the way things are right now, we're in November of 2022 and it's, it can be a tough market. And so Gloomy. we have to be very intentional about what Gloomy. we're Gloomy, yeah. It's not only winter. I mean, seasonal depression is a real thing. It's winter, right? It's gloomy, just generally weather-wise, depending on where you are in the country, for the most part. You in Arizona mm-hmm. are freaking lucky, but I'm in Michigan, right? It's it's gloomy. <laughs> it's dark. It's dark, pitch dark at five o'clock PM. Yeah. So it's it's very, very gloomy. So filling your stuff with positive material, I think is now more important now than ever, not just seasonally, but like you said, the industry right now, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. And there's a lot of people that are very, very pessimistic about the market. And Mm -hmm. it's very contagious, that stuff. So it's important to be intentional about filling your cup with positive stuff to to offset the stuff that you're going to hear or your fears about it or whatever. Yes. And being the sunshine, the ray of sunshine, when you go out and especially loan officers who are going out and talking to agents a lot, and loan partners who are doing the same thing, you know, yeah. from their desk, talking to people and just being that ray of sunshine. And you can't fill someone else's cup if your cup is not filled up. Absolutely. So that's, that's a really good one. So absolutely. That's like, you're not going to have a very effective business right now, unless you are being that ray of sunshine in the client's life or in the realtor's life. Yes. You can't be you know, all doom and gloom with them. You're not going to get people off the fence to buy if you're going to do that, or you're not going to get sellers to, to sell if that's the case. You've got to be that ray of sunshine. And like you said, you've got to have your cup filled to do that. Yeah, that's the truth. So tell us one thing that you're excited about that you're working on right now. It could be personal. It could be business. What's exciting right now going on? I am really excited about our loan assistant mortgage training bootcamp. I, I think it's awesome. There are a few products out there that offer something similar. I really, really think ours is absolutely the best of the best out there because we're talking about things that are applicable. There is no fluff in our training. I hate fluff. I can't do it. I can't stand when things are embellished or when things are a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. And everything that we put into that training is crucial to know in the mortgage industry, right? It's stuff that's actually going to matter. The very first thing they learn how to do is a loan. We go through the 1003 in excruciating detail. They know every single part of that 1003. So it's just really good stuff. Obviously right now, not everybody's shelling out a bunch of money for, for training because they're trying to keep their business afloat right now. They're trying to get loans in the door, but I am excited because I know that that is going to be a game changer for whoever does do it. And as the business starts to normalize, as, as loan teams start to grow, they're going to need that training. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's great. So also we're moving back to Arizona. So that's like, that's super exciting. That I was waiting for that. That's what <laughs> I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exciting. Business-wise, I'm excited about the training. Personally, we're very excited to move back to Arizona in May when my wife graduates from dental school. Michigan's yeah. been great, but really stoked to be back in Arizona in the sunshine by our families. Her family's there. They live 12 minutes from you guys. So 
Yeah. So we're, we're super excited about that. We're going to yeah. have a Dr. Duford in the, on the, in the family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be pretty It'll exciting. Be we're really excited. You guys have been uh, living up there since you got married. Yeah. So, literally two weeks after we got married, we moved up here. So, yeah. So that's exciting. So thank you, Kenny, for being here today. And yeah, as a mother, I'm super proud of you. And as a team thanks. member, I'm just grateful to have you on our team in the training company and just in the loan business, just knowing that you're working with Paul. Paul's a great friend of mine and he is amazing. His team is amazing. And uh, I'm just really grateful that you're here on the podcast today talking about some of our favorite stuff. So yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. I appreciate it. We appreciate you guys listening today. And if you enjoyed this, could you do us a favor? Could you please share this with other loan officers that you know? And another thing is if you would leave us a five-star review, that would really help. It helps us to get more visible to people that can benefit from this. And then check out our classes on LoanTeamTraining.com and see if it's a good fit for you or maybe somebody that you know. So thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you the next time. See you. loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training and how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one. How to build rapport right from the first conversation. How to ask the right questions. How to answer objections. Specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're going to practice live with other class members. And they're going to also learn how to ask for and receive referrals. How to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from nine to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at loanteamtraining.com. You'll find the class on the client conversion training tab.